to another episode of Sitting Ringside. This is episode number 64. Uh, I am your host, Robert Villa. <laughs> Soon will be at uh, episode number 69, bro. Yeah, that will be an soon. epic. That's going to be an epic episode. <laughs> Best show ever. <laughs> right? Uh, I'm your host, Robert Villa, and as always with me, David Rodriguez, Alex Ramirez, and Rudy Lara. How's it going, fellas? I'm good. How you guys doing? Good. Back at it. Yeah, back, back at it right where we need to be, Rob, you know? Hell yeah, man. How was y'all's day today? It's been a busy day. I was supposed to be uh, two time zones over, but I'm still in the 505, and uh, glad to be here and get the show done and get it, get it flowing. Thank you, Alex. Bro. Thursday. Yeah, it's a Thursday, man. One more day <laughs> closer, closer to the weekend, like Rudy said, man. Uh, excited for tonight's show. Got a lot to talk about. So, oh, yeah. Hanging in there as best we can, as anybody can nowadays, right? Yeah, for sure, man. At the clinic, man, we've been super busy this week because it's a 
as everybody knows, it's flu season. So everybody's trying to get their flu shot. And we've had about 50, 50 or 60 people uh, walk into the clinic to get their flu shot on top of the wow. people that were that the doctors are seeing. So it's been pretty hectic. So I can't wait till five o'clock rolls in tomorrow, uh, you know, Friday afternoon and get the weekend started. Um, fellas, before we start the show, let's give a huge shout out to HKA USA. Um, head out to our website, fivebookmma.com. Click the tab. You'll be able to purchase a five book MMA boxing gloves or MMA gloves. And click the merchandise tab and you can get your own uh, five book MMA merch. Um, anything helps. Um, whatever y'all purchase just goes back to the show. And, you know, it'll just keep the lights on for us. Um, as well to uh, one uh, championship, you know, we are uh, partnered with them as well. Cage Steel, uh, Brave Combat Federation, um, and everybody else that we uh, work with really closely. So shout out to everybody there. Shout out to everybody that supports us, all the Fightbook MMA fans and friends and family. And uh, also a huge shout out to Amanda Borg. She is a Fightbook MMA sponsored fighter. She is fighting this uh, Saturday uh, live on UFC Fight Pass. Um, she's uh, making her Adam White debut. Um, she's going to be filing, fighting Elle uh, Wagman. I think I'm saying her name right. It's uh, going to be on Fighting Alliance Championship. So um, it's actually tomorrow that they're fighting, not, not this Saturday. Tomorrow's October 9th, right? Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. So, yeah, no. tomorrow night, tune in. Um, you'll be able to see Amanda Borg. As everybody knows, she is the wife of USC vet uh, Ray Borg. Um, so, show your support. Um, you know, everybody that's probably listening here from Albuquerque, um, don't miss out. UFC Fight Pass. Um, yeah, guys. So, UFC on ESPN 16, Home versus Aldania. Last week, we had a huge show, um, you know, pretty much uh, half of the show was uh, about that uh, event. Um, it didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to turn out. Uh, my prediction sucked ass. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> I mean, me and you, we were picking Aldania and, you know, thinking, you know, she's going to come in and just dominate. Nope. Yeah. Um, Second-rate fucking... Dude, Holmes yeah. was just on another fucking level, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. uh, Aldonia came out and said that um, she's like she started a professional career in 2015, I think, 14. So, and it really showed. So, you can really tell one fighter got their career started six years ago, and then the other fighter has been probably fighting most of her life. And it really definitely she's showed. She's like five. <laughs> yeah. So it really showed just the, the different levels, man. It goes between what a hot streak looks like in Maldonia and then what a career fighter looks like. So it definitely was something that it, from like the sound of the opening bell, it didn't look like they belonged in the same octagon together. That's what just you know, a lot, says a lot about the skill level of Holly Holm. Yeah, man. I mean, when, when you see the way Aldania was carrying herself, the way um, she just, she, she, uh, she seemed like she was the smaller, well, she looked like the smaller fighter in comparison to Holly with her muscles. But as far as like, um, I know Aldania is a little bit taller than her, right? And her reach is a lot longer. But Holly made her look small. 
and made it look kind of amateurish. Amateurish. Um, yeah. So it, it was just that fire, man. You can just that was the that's the kind of uh, that's the Holly home that I remember watching three, four, five uh, fights ago. Um, and it, it's uh, it's showing that her game plan um, worked, and it was just a fucking badass fight. What's your take on that, uh, David? Yeah, no, I mean, like Alex put it right away, I mean, there's levels to this game, and uh, Holly's been at the top level for how long, you know, been the champion, has one of the biggest uh, championship draws uh, in the UFC history. Um, Aldania, I mean, her coming in uh, at this weight class, I mean, it's real slim. You know, Nunez has just been holding it down. And uh, it was a fight where Aldania, that that, that was a would be the biggest win of her career for sure. Um, but Holly, I mean, taking a loss to her would be really tough. Uh, I don't know where she would go, honestly, had she lost a fight in any way. But uh, she really uh, surprised Aldania with that wrestling. Uh, I know Israel Martinez is always in her corner. Uh, you know, Greg mm-hmm. Jackson, and they always got a game plan. They got something for every opponent. Their game plans uh, are just super deep. Uh, Greg Jackson, Mike Winklejohn have always uh, been great at doing that. But uh, Holly, uh, she could have pulled the trigger probably. Just like I always said, I want to see Holly get get more aggressive and uh, go for that finish. But dominant uh, victory for her. Um, she goes on to we'll go to, to the next fight. I mean, I said Jermaine Duran to me, looking impressive. I think uh, we, we have a rematch uh, coming soon with uh, GDR at home, right? Uh, yeah, I think so, man. Um, I know last week we were talking about this fight and we were saying that if Jermaine puts on, on the impressive uh, fight that she's going to be next in line, yeah, she might have gotten that submission uh, um, choke, um, being, you know, which is weird because she's a, you know, she's a Muay Thai fighter. She's a stand-up fighter. So for her to be able to sink in that choke out of nowhere, I mean, that's just very impressive right there. But... I don't know if it's enough for her to get uh, the next title shot because isn't uh, Nunez already defending the belt against uh, Megan Anderson? Yeah, that that's the fight that's slated too. But uh, yeah, I think in the meantime, the home uh, GDR rematch makes sense even more so. Mm-hmm. Um, even though GDR, I mean, low-key, she is, um, I believe, a purple belt or blue belt under uh, Leopoldo Sarau. And uh, our buddy Eugene S. Robinson, he's a brown belt under Sarau. So I remember speaking with him about the fight and he's like, don't be surprised if uh, Durand and me ends up, you know, getting a submission here. So, but uh, it, it was a great fight. Uh, Pena looked uh, pretty good in there too, but uh, Durand and me just showed that she's uh, keeping herself at the top and uh, definitely wants to get another shot at uh, Amanda Nunes. She was real, real competitive against her. And that's saying a lot because Nunes just totally dominates. Well, can I ask you guys a question? What's, what's worth more in your opinion, a uh, strong finish or a strong five-round, three-round performance where it's not even close? Well, it depends. For me, it depends, it depends. on who's fighting. Yeah. Um, so you think you like, a, like Holly Holm dominating a fighter who maybe we see now wasn't on the same level? Is that worth more than Jermaine Duramini choking out a former tough winner who's been out for two years? It's kind of weird, <laughs> right? Like, they have, like, okay. both of them were super impressive, but, like, now we're talking about, okay, well, now they got to fight each other to – for the right to fight Nunes, neither one of them like okay, this is a clear cut number one contender now. So it's kind of I thought it was kind of strange. Like we, I thought for sure after Saturday we would have a okay, that's the number one contender right there. But now we're still like I'm not sure who convinced who the number one contender is now. Well, let's let, let, so we'll go to uh, uh, Jermaine. Um, 
should be Juliana Pena. Pena hasn't been fighting in what two years or a year and a half or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pena might have looked impressive, but if you see the way uh, GDR, G, uh, GDR was uh, uh, carrying herself, I mean, she was very composed. So it's not like she was being the aggressor. Juliana looked more of the aggressor uh, fighter in that uh, in that fight. But I think if it wasn't for the mistake that Pena did to give that choke, or not, I don't want to say give, but expose her neck or whatever um, for Jermaine to be able to, to choke her out, that to me doesn't mean that she's next in line because of the way she finished the fight. It was just, a, you know, it was there, it was at the right time, and she was able to sink in that choke. Now, if she would have knocked her ass out, you know, like a, you know, as a multi fighter that we know she is, then yeah, I mean, that, that right there, you know, puts the, the stamp and the mark for her to be able to fight for the belt. But she didn't. And she had the, all the opportunities to be able to do that. Yeah, and I think uh, when uh, Durandami fought Nunez, I think there was a couple submission attempts that she put on Nunez, and maybe I think one of them was somewhat close, you know, so. Uh, she has been showing that she's got the skills on the ground. Um, credit to Pena. She's never been finished uh, via strikes. Mm -hmm. I think her only other loss is like to Devchenko, you know, yeah. so you can't take that away from her. Her only two losses are to the two best ladies, you know, in the game pretty much. So, uh, but I think uh, overall the, the Holly performance, uh, it, it's Holly home. She's always going to, I mean, the judge, she's always going to look good in the judge's eyes. Uh, mm -hmm. Whether she finishes or she just dominates, and most of her um, her losses are against the best as well. Uh, but in this case, now we we definitely don't have a clear cut number one contender. But if they do go with Holly, I won't have anything against that. I think Holly would probably uh, be a more uh, a sellable fight. But uh, Duran Duran to me and Holly home, I'm gonna call it right now. Uh, the rematch is coming <laughs> soon, definitely, because Nunez is broke. Right. So we got that time frame of you know, and and they both came out of. Pretty much unscathed, so even better. And uh, another thing is, I think the GDR Pena fight saved this card because I definitely didn't really, <laughs> I didn't care for this card a whole lot. But uh, I think that that fight was the most exciting fight of the night. I mean, let alone Carlos Condit and Port McGee. That was a war too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then for me, like Holly, Holly is always going to fight that way. She's always going to use those side kicks, you know, those oblique kicks. Um, you know, to, to keep her opponent away so she's able to get the, and rack up those points or whatever. Um, but to me, Holly was just, like you said, Alex, she was just a more seasoned fighter. And she was the one that was taking control of the fight. Um, so like you said, David, I wouldn't be mad if they gave her the next uh, shot at the title for whoever wins the, you know, the Megan and the New Year's fight. Yeah, and I think uh, I'm still going to say it. I mean, Holly, I think she could have finished Aldana. I think oh, there was times yeah, in the fight. Sure. I mean, it it just kind of, I mean, it, it's it's Holly home. It, it was a typical Holly home fight. I mean, put <laughs> yeah, her against kinda... the best. She's, she does that exactly what she did last Saturday. Uh, but uh, Aldana, she hung in there tough. But uh, Holly could have pulled the trigger, uh, even on the ground. I mean, as unlikely as uh, the fight went, where Holly was out wrestling her and out grappling her, uh, I think we kind of seen that being, you know, Holly being uh, having the advantage there, and of course in boxing. So she had all the advantages. I would love to see Holly finish her off. And uh, I mean, Holly, she's got she's got to get in there and get some finishes because that's what uh, she's gonna. That's what's gonna get her the title shot. 
Don't know if this uh, gets her the title shot, but um, we shall see. She's a big draw. So, and uh, mm-hmm. Dana White hates her manager, but <laughs> you know, Holly's <laughs> a big draw. <laughs> What's your take, Rudy? Uh, the fight was boring, bro. The whole card was boring. Um, I knew you were going to say all, that. Yeah, man, it was boring. They were all mainly decisions. I mean, they were better. It was better than the other couple of UFCs, but. I don't know, man. It wasn't. It wasn't that great. I got much. But letter about grade it. wise, Rudy, what what do you give it, man? Give it a six, bro. A six. I I, I was gonna grade this this uh, card a seven, um, just because of the way uh, Holly, Jermaine, and uh, Condit fought. Yeah, I'm gonna I give it a six, six and a half. It was around there. Solid five for me. <laughs> Damn. You never go higher than a five on any event. <laughs> Unless there's like a bloodbath or somebody's getting knocked the fuck out, then you probably go, eh, I'll give it a five and a half. <laughs> if it wasn't for uh, the case, if the Casey Kenny fight didn't happen, the way the Court McGee fight and, uh, and the Pena fight, I guess, I guess that kind of saved it. Otherwise, I'd probably give it like a three. Yeah. Well, speaking of Carlos, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I think they, because uh, I was going to mention too that UFC cut some fighters recently. Juan Townsend was one of them. Yeah. Because of his Townsend shitty performance. Fought, yeah, he fought on this card and he got cut from that performance because, like we were talking last week, Dana White usually hates somebody at the end of the night of any card. Juan Townsend was the guy. And then, uh, wow. well, before we get down to Carlos Condit, the worst fight of the night, we all know what. Uh, and Jorgen de Castro was very disappointing. Um, I don't even know why it was slated as a co-main. Carlos yeah. Condit should have been the co-main event, but uh, sloppy as can be, it can kind of ruin the card, in my opinion. Well, I don't know, the man. True, the, uh, true, the true MVP in that fight was a ref, the dude. Fucking ref, bro. That dude just <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't let like them get in the clinch and do yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah. it kind of made it kind of made that fight really shitty, bro. I mean, it just. You didn't get to see anybody do any work inside work and work out of the clinch. Um, I don't know, man. That ref, and he did that to everybody. Yeah, every fight that he was refing, he was like. And did you notice, oh, like yeah. all all of those fights, they went to decision, bro. Every yeah. fight that he refed, I mean, no matter how he tried, like, bro, yeah. let them do their thing. Yeah. Fucking idiot. <laughs> I I kind of like that ref. Hopefully, he refs uh, all the championship fights coming up. Uh, <laughs> Just to piss yeah. off Rudy. Maybe he's a maybe he's a sign to could be been Justin Gaethje in a few weeks. We shall see. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those, nah. those two guys didn't throw themselves any favors at all in the heavyweight division, especially I think now everybody's just waiting for John Jones. John Jones enter that division to shake things up, but yeah, they didn't yeah. do any themselves any favors at all. Yeah. And overall, my picks were pretty damn decent, even though I got, I think, three wrong. But uh, I picked uh, Jorgen DeCastro, and he let me down, man. So, yeah, that was one of them. Yeah, that fight was just uh, garbage, man. It was, yeah. I was kind of dozing off watching this fight. <laughs> my wife's like, hey, yeah. wake up. The, the main <laughs> event's going to start soon. I'm like, what the fuck? Did I dozed off? <laughs> But the other, uh, de- definitely the other feel-good story of this card was definitely uh, Carlos Condit going in there. Yeah. 
looking sharp. Um, we talked about it last week. I picked Carlos. I was like, there's no way he's going to go on a six fight losing streak. Um, he's always been a guy in there that has an iron chin. Uh, definitely could take a shot uh, with the best. Port McGee is just such a tough bastard, man. And uh, Carlos said it in the post interview. He's like, you know, as I, Carlos had him knocked out after the first round, right? He nearly had him out of there. Yeah. And then, um, you know, as tough as Court McGee is, uh, I think it was a, it was a good opponent for Carlos coming back. Uh, you know, given that he hadn't won a fight in almost six years, you know, pretty crazy. Yeah, like I said last week, you know, I couldn't really pick Carlos because I didn't know which Carlos was going to, you know, step in the cage. And that's why I picked Court McGee because he's just a tough bastard. But damn, man, Carlos, he, he, he looked good, man. He looked really good. He got that second win in him. And, uh, you know, let's see what happens. Well, I think and, uh, now they're um, a little awkward thing. And they had Dan Hardy interview Carlos Condit post fight. Right? <laughs> Ten years later, after he got his ass knocked out. <laughs> yeah. I don't, is he calling him out now? Does he want to, like, I heard somewhere Dan Hardy wants, like, a rematch or something like that with Carlos Condit. Yeah. He, he mentioned did? it. Yeah. But, but uh, Dan Hardy's been wanting to fight everybody for the last seven years and hasn't made it. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> well, he almost fought. He almost fought her being. Yeah. Exactly. That was the closest to getting back in the cage. So, let me ask you guys, what's next for Carlos Condit, you think? I mean, they're throwing around. I heard Donald Cerrone being thrown around. Diego Sanchez is a joke. I think Chelsea Sonnen threw that joke out. It was a Cerrone and Diego Sanchez, right? Yeah. I think Chelsea Sonnen threw that joke out on Twitter, but I think I heard Cerrone and Carlos Condit. Well, shit, Tim means, man. Yeah, we yeah. talked exactly. We talked about it last week too. That's what I was going to tell you, Alex. Uh, I think uh, I heard uh, even uh, Hilwani in DC talking about the possible uh, Carlos Condit and Cowboy fight. But we said it before the fight happened. We said, if, yeah. you know, if Carlos looks good, uh, he definitely belongs in there with the top guys at 70. Um, but I think there's definitely the timing is good for the Cerrone fight. But I would absolutely love the Tim Means and, and Carlos Condit matchup. So, and that's a low key yeah. fight that's really going to deliver an action fight. Cowboy, I mean, I, honest, my honest opinion, if Cowboy fights Carlos, Carlos is going to knock him out. You know what I mean? Because Cowboy is just <laughs> so, I mean, he looked like shit against Nico Price. And mm -hmm. uh, I think Carlos is going to go into that fight not being friendly, like, you know, Cowboy's going in there hugging and that. I think Carlos is going to go in there and mean business. And uh, Tim Means is always business. Been on the show. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely a fight for the fans and fight for the hardcores. Uh, if you're listening, matchmaker Sean Shelby, Dana, <laughs> you know they're listening, bro. Because yeah. how 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 convenient that they throw around uh, uh, Diego and uh, um, Cowboy after our show and after the event. Right. We were first seeing it. Yeah, we we said it before the fight. That's why I said. I mean, and, it, and it's not the only. This, this isn't the first time that's happened. No, no. Low key, we're the we're the real, we're the true matchmakers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, and we are in the 505 too, so don't forget that. Well, Alex here, you know, you're California, Rudy's Texas. Yeah, I'm in California. 505. Yeah, we, yeah we, we know what's up. We know what's up. And the hardcores definitely know what's up. So you match up Tim Means and Carlos Condit, and that's a hell of a fight. War. That's going to be a war. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, look, look what uh, Carlos did in the, what is it, the end of the second round? He floored uh, Court McGee at the last uh, second. Oh, yeah, I yeah. thought it was the end of the first, but yeah, you're right. I think was it was it, the end of the second. Wasn't second it the round. end of the second round? Yeah. Our first, I, I don't maybe, remember. Maybe the first, yeah. Okay. 
Well, he broke his way, nose. Yeah, yeah either way, he, he destroyed his fucking nose. <laughs> yeah, we said Diego Sanchez last week before uh, we were talking about the topic of Carlos, who's next. Uh, Diego Sanchez versus Clay Guida, the rematch. You know, that's his only fight left. It has to be. <laughs> Well, he's got three more fights after this last one that he that he fought. Yeah. I, think. Wow. I think we can only handle one more. Uh, yeah, hardcore. Sure. You know, like just put him in. Put just put Diego as the first fight of the fucking early prelims when nobody's watching. <laughs> and I mean, then, uh, he'll probably yeah, be back like soon too. That's crazy. And he had that giant uh, cut on his face, but. He always heals like Wolverine, and uh, yeah, Diego will be fucking fighting soon. I get before Christmas, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> oh man. Uh, let's see here. What other fight did you guys uh, like? That Joshua uh, and uh, Charles Jordan fight was pretty good. We went to a uh, a draw, a split draw. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, those guys were were you know they were just trying to knock each other out man um i like the uh, the casey kenny fight was legit he actually called his shot for uh nathaniel wood um nathaniel wood's a beast too his only loss is to john dodson which i've seen in albuquerque and the guy's huge at that weight class i still can't believe john dodson knocked him out but uh casey kenny looked super impressive i know everybody's seen like the the kick the the rib shot where he just destroyed the guy's body and then, uh, yeah, definitely, he called for Nathaniel Wood, and he got his wish. He's actually booked to fight uh, Nathaniel Wood, I believe, the first card back in um, Apex Center in Vegas. Oh, wow. Nice. Yep. That's good, man. It's well, always good when, when somebody calls their shot and they have a good performance. I mean, he won by unanimous decision. Right. Um, his opponent uh, is super tough, too. You know, I mean, the guy is fucking beast, too. But both guys uh, were just – it was an action-packed fight. Early early on in the prelims, that was the best fight. And uh, I think, yeah, Nathaniel Wood and the Casey Kenny is a legit, legit fight, though. Yes, sir. So who, who should uh, Aldania fight next, then? Well, she said she has a, a, a fracture in her foot. Um, she had the whole um, like I'm a fan of her, but like she had the no excuses. But my foot, my foot is broken, so it's like it's legit though. I mean, she said it right away, so I think she'd be on the shelf for a little bit. But like um, it was mentioned earlier, David Mitchell, it's kind of a thin division right now. Um, she, I think she is a top ten fighter, top five maybe still. But like you said, lost to Holly Holm. The way she looked good, like it's it's just it's gonna be rough, kind of saying how she's maybe one, maybe two. She, although it's probably two wins away from kind of getting back at that title contention again. Yeah. Um, who she should fight? Uh, I don't even know off the top of my head. Tell you the truth. Have her fight Juliana Pena. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I mean, might as well run it. Right. I two, mean, because uh, I'm looking at the rankings here, and Juliana is now number six. Um, she, huh? I don't know if this is accurate because I'm looking at the UFC rankings and it says Juliana Pena minus two and Irene Aldana up one. Even though she lost so after the loss, uh, yeah, she, maybe. I guess yeah. whatever. These fucking rankings, that, don't shit. That makes and you know sense. that bumps Pena. This bumps her down to the early prelims too, as well. I mean, even though she was on a you know, 
main card in Abu Dhabi. Her next fight, you know, is going to be um, on the prelims. For Aldana? Yeah, Aldana, yeah. Yeah, probably, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Have it be the, the main event of the, of the prelims. Yeah, something like that. I, yeah, pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, not not necessarily a, yeah. down on the bottom side, but yeah. I, yeah. I think it also it, it benefits her being from Mexico. The UFC really needs those Mexican stars, and mm-hmm. I kind of harp on that a lot too. But that they seem to have they kind of give them a little more leniency, whether it be Alexa Garcal, uh, Yari Rodriguez. You know, they're really they're really you know kind of Roger Huerta back in the past. So I think they kind of give them a leniency if they can bear that Mexican flag. At least in the promotion side of things, so I think that's working in her favor as well. And then maybe you know, uh, you know, she did have a fracture in her foot that can kind of you know give her some kind of um, sympathy for the next time she's booked around. Yeah, for sure. And Yair Rodriguez, wait, does that guy still fight? I don't even know. Of course he does, dude. <laughs> hmm. I'm not sure if he does or not. <laughs> he's he still fights. <laughs> Asshole. Yeah, there's a guy. <laughs> There's a guy from Jersey that's been looking for him, and uh, yeah, it's been booked how many times now? He's probably what the is top like, guy in the division. Like, He's like the future it's, it's, champ. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't Howard's know. Beat, not fought anybody. That's another thing. Besides Yair, that's the that's the fight I'm talking about. But how the hell has Zabit not fought anybody? The guy is, is the yeah. top notch. He's the champ, in my opinion. He will have the belt eventually. You know, Volkanovski's top notch right now, but yeah, I'll take uh, Zabit over Volkanovski any day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Zabit right now is just probably waiting to see the, um, the Max Holloway fight, see how that plays out. And I know Tommy D got my back on the Zabit, you know, so. Yeah, that's uh, like his neighbor, right? Or oh wow, something like that. It's like he's like yeah, four blocks down to where he lives, or something like that. Yeah, all all them guys, the you know Frankie Edgar's of the world. Frankie Edgar, didn't Frankie yeah. Edgar like cut him off the on the road one time? <laughs> yeah, Zabi, I think Zabi and his people cut Tommy D off or something one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, Zabit. It's been it's gonna be a year since he last fought uh, in November. He last fought in November in 2019. So it's kind of crazy, man. Oh, I mean, do, we do oh, know next on. week. Um, what's up? So I was gonna say uh, on our chat. Um, John Kearney says Diego needs to start fighting in the women's division. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> 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 no, we do know next week. Uh, we're we're gonna see uh, one fight that's uh, was been booked. I don't know how many times. Uh, zombie against Ryan Ortega, another guy who yeah. hasn't fought in like five years. But yeah. um, yeah, that's gonna be a good one. We'll talk about that next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it does be seem like about. It pretty much seems about five years since uh, Ryan Ortega's fought, right? Yeah, it seems that way. Yeah, it, should, it seems like it's been longer than that, man. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, and we all know his last loss was to you know who, and he hasn't been the same since. I mean, since then, Max has fought uh, Volkanovski twice. You know, true. Yeah. Well, what did I see? Uh, Brian Ortega. He's in that movie. Was it uh, with Shia LaBeouf? He like a little. Oh, dude! Yeah, yeah, yeah. What he had a small role. Um, yeah. Didn't Cowboy have a role in that movie too? Yeah, the tax collector. Yeah, right? that's there you go. That's oh, what it dude, yeah. that. Yeah. All right, if you're that listening or watching, he's, he's that fucking doing... movie is badass. 
That's where yeah. he was at. That's where I yeah. see them. <laughs> that that was that was Brian Ortega's last fight. <laughs> 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 but it, I mean, I've always been a big fan of him. I mean, he's he's definitely one of the top guys. Uh, yeah. The matchmaking of him and the zombie, it seems like they've rebooked that fight like 18 different times. And we're yeah, finally yeah. going to see it next week, barring any uh, COVID fucking bullshit that's going on over there in Abu Dhabi. But uh, they've had a better, um, how do you say, a better run in Abu Dhabi than they have at Apex. A lot more fights have dropped out back in Vegas and uh Mm-hmm. Uh, Abu Dhabi seems like a safe zone for the UFC because a lot of the cards have stayed intact and we've seen what happened at the Apex. I mean, we had a five-fight card happen recently due to COVID. Yeah. Well, yeah. once they get to Abu Dhabi, they've got to quarantine for like a week, right? Two weeks? To get, and then I think they it's go two to, weeks. And then they, and, and then they go to, the, to the, the fight center, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like where, a bubble. Yeah. But look how, look how successful the NBA has with their bubble. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you know, but when you have like the NFL and NBA, uh, uh, MLB, when their guys are traveling more in the states, they a lot more positive cases. So, bubble yeah. works. The bubble works. <laughs> right on. Well, um, next up on this weekend or even tomorrow, um, I have uh, we have one championship reign of dynasties that's happening uh, tomorrow night. Um, you can actually watch this fight or this uh, event on the uh, One FC or One Championship uh, app. Um, I was looking at the card. card right? uh, six, six fight card. Lately, they were doing like four or even five fight cards, um, but this one they they have six fights. Um, so if you guys are wanting to check out some overseas events, uh, One Championships tomorrow. Uh, they um, also got one of their uh, biggest stars, Angela Lee, is going to be out. She's starting a family of her own. I think she said she wants to come back a year from now, so October yeah. 2021. So um, I know yeah. they're expanding into the U.S. a little bit, but um, mm-hmm. congratulations to her and her family. It's a little bit of a bigger hit, but granted, there's no really anything to do in the U.S. anyways this year, but still. <laughs> um, well, that yeah. was the plan, dude. That was yeah. the plan. They were going to come here and uh, put out an event, and they were going to yeah. fly me out there to cover it. Yeah, it, it was going to be the Mighty Mouse title fight in Washington, right? Or something yeah. like that, right? Some, something like that, yeah. Yeah. But damn so you, COVID. Yeah, so hopefully by the time she, uh, Angela Lee is ready to come back, they're, well, they're already uh, full-blown in the, in, the, in the USA. So because one end mm-hmm. is a pretty badass organization. Yeah. And that's another reason why they haven't got, contacted you, uh, Alex, because, um, you know, most of their events are – you know, out and overseas, and yeah, really a lot of their U.S. fighters are out there. But next year, hopefully, things can can change just a little bit. <laughs> right? Yeah. Let's let's just get to 2022 or, or 2021, 2022. Those are those are the years. Those yep. two. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, <laughs> fuck 2020, man. Yeah. Damn it. They're two months away. Let's just keep it. You know. Let's get to get there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we need to survive the last two months and start fresh. <laughs> there is a guy um, on the, the one championship card. Uh, there's a guy, uh, not the Amir Khan that we know, but there's a guy named Amir Khan fighting on that card. Oh, yeah. He's actually he's actually a badass, bro. Yeah, he I mean, is. That's what I said. Amir yeah. Khan is no <laughs> joke. That dude, yeah. if, if y'all haven't seen his fights. <sighs> yeah. He's young too. YouTube man. him, yeah. yeah. He's very young. YouTube him. No, no. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and their main event is going to be a title fight. It's a one uh, flyweight championship belt. Um, Sam Sama Gayang Godal. I guess that's how you say his name. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be fighting uh, Josh Tuna. Um, so it's going to be a good fight. Um, I know Sam. He's a he's a very talented fighter. Uh, so yeah, if you guys want to see a, a badass uh, title fight, tune in tomorrow night morning uh they think their events are in the morning in the u.s so yeah the, the website has a countdown it's uh, 10 hours from now <laughs> 10 hours from now yeah so see yeah. it's gonna it's gonna start at that five o'clock in the fucking morning yeah, they have i think it, it, it's sooner isn't it it could be like tonight like right at midnight or something like that it could yeah well no it's uh 6 30 a.m eastern time so that's uh Five o'clock our time, mountain time. So, yes, sir. That's another event. A lot of events going on this uh, this weekend, man. It's and like Ryzen. Some... Remember, remember the Ryzen events. You have to just stay up all night. They're just yeah, you have to be an all nighter just yeah. to watch the whole card. <laughs> the only time I ever did that, and I don't remember the name of the of the event because it was like so long ago. I was still living in Houston. Was uh, when Holly Home. Fought. Was it Holly Holm? Yeah, it was Holly Holm. And her fight was at 2 o'clock in the morning in Texas time. Yeah. And I put my alarm on to start the, the main card. And there I am with my laptop on the bed, just watching the event, trying to drink my coffee and stay awake so I can watch that, that fight. I even was awake to watch the, uh, the press conference. But Two o'clock in the fucking morning, man. <laughs> yeah, because I remember the, the Ryzen uh, main events used to be around like 6 a.m. on the dot or like 5.30. Mm -hmm. So if you were able to actually make it through one of those cards, <laughs> to you. I've done it a few times. Yeah, you, it's not you easy. are a true goat. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not easy. No yeah. way. It is not, man. It's not. Oh. Um, we also have uh, Top Rank. They're uh, having an event uh, Friday night. Um, it's also going to be on ESPN Plus. They're going to be in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand Convention Center at the Bubble. Um, it's Navarrete versus Villa. I say he's my cousin because all Villas are related one way or another. We're all related. <laughs> so uh, some, if you guys are some fans of boxing, they're going to be fighting for the vacant WBO World Featherweight title. Um, and these two guys, if y'all don't know who they are, Google them real quick. You'll you'll see their records and their fights. They're pretty good, badass fighters, man. Ruben Villan and, and Manuel Navarrete, awesome cats, man. Um, don't see anybody else on the card that I uh, recognize, just the, the main guys. So um, I'm, I'm going to try to catch a glimpse of, of that fight as well. And let's see, what's up next? UFC. Bellator. Uh, Bellator is not till Saturday. Um, so, yeah, so, well, uh, let's, go, let's do Bellator real quick to do a rundown of that uh, event. Um, it's Bellator 248 MVP versus Houston. Um, it's going to be live on CBS Sports Network. Um, it's going to be in Paris, day, France, too. in the middle of the day. Yes, sir. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they're in 
They had like what their last two cards during the the week. Yeah, it was on a yeah, last on a... week. It was a Thursday. Is it the? Yeah. I yeah. think isn't the upcoming Cyborg one going to be on a Tuesday? I think right. Yeah, I think it's on a Tuesday. Yeah. Yep, Cyborg. That's crazy. Bauto, what the fuck are you thinking, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all work. We still work. Some yeah, of us still work during the weekend, during the day. Yeah. <laughs> We're taking advantage because a lot of people are still in, uh, either, either furloughed or laid off or just yeah. don't have a fucking job and they're just staying home. Or their meetings are, they're working from home, so they're able to put home. the TV on. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> they got the uh, CB, it, but, CBS will be blocking sponsors too. Have you guys seen that? Yes, no dude. I saw that they, they blow out their fucking sponsors. Yeah. What is a wow? Okay. Maybe because CBS is not getting any of that money. Probably, but it's always funny. That's kind of crazy that you know that Scott Coker and Bellator have always been like we're fighter friendly, we're fighter first organization that they would allow their. I can see if it's like CBS, like the actual like network, but like CBS Sports. I mean, yeah. it, it is kind of cool, but then like, but when you, that's way behind you know all the ESPNs and Fox Sports and even NBC Sports, I think so. But mm-hmm. that's kind of shady, I think. Yeah, it's um, I don't get it. I mean, when uh, when I I first heard about it was uh, when David said it. You said it in a chat, and then I went back to rewatch, and I was like, "What the fuck? Why are they blurring out their sponsors? That's the whole point Ooh. of them having sponsors." That's the fighter. Now, that, now, now, when sponsors are seeing that, they're not going to want to sponsor fighters because their logo is yeah. blurred. So why even sponsor? What's the point? I mean, unless unless CBS can come up with a deal like uh, like the the Reebok pay, but I mean that's still shitty. That's yeah. that's I don't know, man. I don't know what the what they were thinking of. I mean, this could be the deal where the altar goes under. They're putting on a show in Paris, France, first time ever. So they got little one up on the UFC, right? Yeah. Yeah, but still, man, that that part of, of blurring out the sponsors is what uh, that right there just sucks because fighters need sponsors. They can't live off of what the promotions are paying unless you're fucking McGregor getting, you know, a million and a half per fight. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of McGregor, we'll we'll get to him here shortly before the show's <laughs> out. Yeah. So, we so got, uh, they got what MVP and his yeah. Derek Congo's on this card, right? Chicago yeah. versus Timothy Johnson. How in the yeah. fuck is Timothy Johnson still fighting? Yeah, he's Bellator. legit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Is it> Bellator? <laughs> yeah, Bellator, the heavyweight division, it's kind of uh, anything goes. But I love that he knocked out the meathead uh, his last fight. I love that a lot. I yeah. definitely yeah, don't, I do that. not like that guy. And, uh, yeah, Timothy Johnson, he, uh, he reminds me of Bull Hurley from Over the Top. And on that alone... <laughs> I just, you know, I like the dude a lot. He's a tough-ass dude because Chet Congo is, like, on a five-fight winning streak or something like dude, that. Dude, so. Chet is no fucking joke, dude. Yeah, and it's a, he's from France, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, that's he, what he, he, yeah. yeah, that's – but he said he's like, I thought I'd retire before uh, MMA would be, you know, allowed in France. And I think he's up upper 40s. Like, Chet Congo is definitely not a young guy. I think he's, you know, 43, 44 years old now. Yeah, he's definitely been around for a long time. I know he was always kind of the butt of a lot of jokes in uh in the UFC, but he's had a I think he's had a steady career post UFC um in Bellator. I mean, yeah. he's made as much noise as he, I think he can, especially in a 
that division. He's kind of stayed relevant. He's like you said, he's stuck around long enough to see a professional MMA come around in his home country. So I mean, you can't fault the guy. So he's he's still hanging out, hanging in there. Um, yeah, yeah. And he's forty five years old. He's older 45. than I thought. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And he's he's a co-maining a event uh, this fight. So good for him, man. So according That's to Rob, that, he's that, still that, young. He's still young. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hashtag he's still young. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I know Arlo is laughing right now. <laughs> um. So MVP versus Ross Houston. Um. I know that uh, our boys out there from the UK, uh, Emmett and Ross. I know they're they're probably rooting for this cat. Um, yeah. Who do you guys got, a, man? Because before we make our predictions, he had a fight with Ryan Bader, right, for the belt, and it was like a eye poke, right? That was his last fight, wasn't it? I think so. Let me let me see here. I'm pretty sure that was the last time I heard, I seen Chet Congo, but because we know Ryan Bader is no longer, you know, he has one belt now, but that I believe that was yeah. for the. That was for the heavyweight, heavyweight. title. Yeah. yeah, it was. So it, it looks like Bellator's kind of promoting this as two different events almost, right? It's Bellator 248 and then Bellator European Series kind of 10, but it's still under the same venue, I think. It's, I'm trying to see how it's kind of broken down. Uh, yeah. Not I, it's, it's that's not confusing at all, right? No, no, that's not, not at all. That's confusing. Yeah, no, not at all. So they got Bellator yeah. 248 and then they got – Bellator European Series 10, which is headlined by Congo and Johnson, but yet Bellator 248 is he- headlined by MV- uh, MVP versus Houston. So uh, I don't know how that's working out, but it's all happening at the same night and the same, uh, technically on the same it's, card, but it's, different title. It's for tax pur- purposes reasons, okay? <laughs> tax purposes, right? <laughs> yeah. Two different events in one Two night. Two different events, think. one night. So, you know, they can make more money that way. They can build a, the venue twice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, MVP, I think, you know, love him or hate him, he always comes up with some highlight. So he's always fun to watch, whether you love him or hate him. So I expect a highlight from him at the end of the day. Yeah, same here. I was going to say that. But Ross Houston, man, he's 8-0 eight, eight and o coming into this fight, fighting a dangerous guy in MVP. I yep. mean, this guy, he's just awkward as fuck, but he'll fucking knock you out. He will destroy you. He will crack your skull and make a hole in your forehead if he has to. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know, yeah. He's, 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 he's better with your cyborg. I kind of <laughs> wish you were exaggerating, but you're not. Um, <laughs> yeah. he, he will bust your skull and put a hole in it if he wants to, to just to prove a point. Yeah. And I know, like, that he gets a lot of flack for, like, he's never fought anybody, he's never won a title. But, I mean, at this point, like, Bellator, I mean – He's a name. He's somebody you can put at the top of the card. People are going to watch. You know, that's what you kind of Bellator needs. I mean, you look at all their titles. I mean, within the past five years, they're starting to get some prestige to them. So the fact that he's never won Bellator gold doesn't really say anything. So no. um, it's just like, hey, Bellator, you know, it's good for what it is. So I would rather win an LFA uh, title than a Bellator title right now. Well, because if you're an LFA champion, you're probably going to go to the UFC. <laughs> That's why I'm saying that. Yeah, usually if you're a Bellator champion, it's because you just came from the UFC. So. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. 
And I think uh, yeah, Bellator, they're, you got to give it to them. Their title is definitely a better design than the UFC oh, shit that, belt that and LFA sure. too as well. Yeah, That's for, yeah. Sure. Uh, for sure, for sure. But, you know, I mean, Bellator, to me, sometimes they look, they're playing the long game sometimes. So it's good. I mean, there's no point to match UFC, like, you know, for shot. But, again, good alternative. And, again, like you said, David, they're, they're the first one in France. They did it first, so they can always say that. Nope. Wasn't the UFC? It's uh, actually going to be uh, Bellator. So, yeah, and I think because uh, because MVP, uh, like you said, Alex, because he, he has they say you know, he used to just be a can crusher. Yeah, but I know his last couple wins. I think his last opponent was a former UFC guy, right? On on Zai, and I think that I guy think had so, a good yeah. decent run in the UFC, and um, he's fighting better competition. Uh, but we know uh, Scott Coker loves the shit out of him. Um, his only loss is to Douglas Lima, one of the best guys that mm. they have, and uh, he's he's the definitely the main event here for a reason. And I def I, def, I do expect a highlight finish because that's just what MVP does. And um, uh, no knock to Ross Houston, but um, he's in there to get taken out by MVP and look good yeah. in France. That's yeah. exactly what he's there for. <laughs> he may come in and just you know maybe it's it's a big shocking upset, um, but that'll just only hurt the you know, the MVP stock in Bellator, which they want to keep him uh, main eventing cards and uh, crushing skulls. Yep. 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 No. Crushing skulls. I like that. Literally. <laughs> they should, instead of MVP, Michael Skull Crusher Page. <laughs> That's still his, one of the craziest. The nickname. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. And I, I can still see that, that uh, knee just destroying cyborg's forehead bro like it, it, that x-ray um, oh yeah, my when they god did his surgery it, it looked like have you guys seen the movie face off with yes the, when they did his <laughs> surgery it looked like that like the outline of it when they remove his face that's what it looked like it was yeah, yeah man it was, it was like, oh, yeah, dude yeah <laughs> that was the beginning of the end of uh cyborg right there man oh and also too fun fun fact Tech Congo hasn't lost a fight since 2015. What? Well, how many times has he fought? He's fought uh, quite a few he's, times. Yeah. yeah, he's actually fought like at least once or twice a year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my oh, God. Yeah. Since 2015. Look at that. He fought yeah, twice in 2016, twice 2017, twice in 2018, and twice in 2019. Yeah. Oh, uh, one. Once in 20, well, yeah, he's fought twice, but the one was a no contest against Ryan Bader, like you said, um, David, but that's pretty, pretty impressive. Gotta yeah. give the guy some respect, man. Like you said, he left the UFC in 2013. I mean, he's coming off a loss of, to Roy Nelson, went straight to Bellator and has had a professional fighting career. What, what more? You know, I think a lot of guys would dream for his career, a lot of heavyweights especially. would, would Yeah. Would, I think a lot of heavyweights out there would dream for, you know, the type of career that Ted Congo's had to be a professional fighter all over the world, headline some cards. So, mm -hmm. making some good money. I'm sure yeah. he's getting paid very well with Bellator right now. Yeah. So, but still, man, the fucking blurring up their sponsors is what kills me, man. Yeah. yeah. That's not, hopefully, the, I, I can't see Scott Coker letting that slide for too long. Knowing him, because I mean, you're hard pressed to find any fighters talk bad about the guy. This I, I've right. never had. He's not like Dana White, where you get, you got guys bashing him left and right. I have a hard time just you know any fighter kind of talking bad about him. So hopefully they'll have it you know sorted out. Um, 
in the near future because that's not cool, man. I mean, like these fighters, you said, especially on the Bellator card, they're not making super big money. Um, yeah, I mean, the sponsorship, we, we, both of us, we've all heard that this is like a how they pretty much pay for the camp is through the sponsorship. So yeah, man. The, the, the fight money, the show money, that goes straight back into the coaches, to their travel. It's really the sponsorships that kind of make them make these fight careers possible, especially when they're starting mm. out. So. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's mm-hmm. both. Maybe it's it's like a I don't know. I don't know, man. It's I don't want to say anything. Eye on that. Yeah, yeah. Keep an eye out. Yeah. I mean I know that they that that these fighters when they're when they get these sponsorships, they they blast it all over social media. You know, they're trying to do their best to put their name that sponsorship's name out there. Um but I think the sponsors, what they love is to see their name and their logo being showcased on live TV, which is like CBS network. I mean, that's a huge network. Yeah. And then to be yeah. blurred out, I mean, that's just fucked up. You know what I mean? I especially too, a lot of them aren't like major corporations. There are a lot of them are small businesses. They're trying to get exposure. Exactly. And and like especially that, so. now during COVID. Yeah. Yep. So you're thinking like, something yeah. like, yeah. yeah, don't matter if it's a, a soft drink, an energy drink, vitamins, whatever it is, because you see a lot of that in Bellator, you know. But yeah, um, yeah you're right, though. It, it's it's definitely a, it's money in the pocket for the fighters, and a lot of fighters probably are way, way more paid than UFC, like lower-tiered fighters, because, you know, every week uh, after the fights conclude, Rob, you know, we have the payouts, uh, everything on fightbookmma.com, and a lot of people are shocked, honestly. Like, I speak to people about uh, fighters, like uh, UFC level, they don't understand that the UFC doesn't um, allow the sponsorship pay. You know what I mean? And in the old days, you know, I remember Carlos Conda used to make, you know, six figures off just sponsors alone. And I don't even know what he get paid last week, uh, 300K for the fight, the flat 300K. He would make that in sponsors alone. Yeah. Well, so, so speaking of the, the payouts, I mean, the... The UFC is not going to disclose the, any of their salaries anymore. They haven't been disclosing them in the last two months. Yeah. Um, I think because of the whole shit that went down with, uh, you know, fighters asking for more money because they're disclosing how much they're getting paid. And yeah. I know, like, before when they would fight in uh, in Las Vegas, the Nevada State Athletic Commission would always send me the next day the uh, medical uh, uh, re- uh, release and the their payout, um, but now they're not able to do that anymore because the UFC put a stop to that. Yeah, it's, it's basically just a rough estimate or so. Based it's, now it's box. now it's like okay, well, what do they make before? Are they making the same this time around because of their contract? Yeah. So I mean, we can always get an idea of what they're making, but. You know, before I officially had the figures in my hands and was able to post it onto Fightbook, but not no more. And another thing, too, about Scott Coker, before we get off Bellator, uh, like Alex is saying, there's not a whole lot of fighters we all know that say bad, that have anything bad to say about Scott Coker. But on the other side, he's not a guy to bash his fighters or be pissed off at the conference afterwards and saying this guy needs to quit. That fight sucked. And like, I don't want to talk to this guy. He needs to fucking go to Bellator, you know, or go to UFC or whatever. But yeah, um, yeah that's a, that's a cool thing about Scott Coker. You never hear that shit about him. Or, or get on. 
people at the fucking pussies like Dana yeah. White. Yeah, um, <laughs> Dana's <laughs> a rough. It's, it's, yeah, I, I I love the uncut Dana. I gotta admit, but um, a lot of times, like we we talk about, he hates somebody at a, a conclusion of every single card. There's something that just irks him, and he'll be on it for a couple weeks on media talking shit, and it's either retirement talks, uh, the fight was garbage, and he'll just straight up call him out. But um, that's just Dana White, and that's it's not Scott Coker and. Yeah. I mean, Coker's the man. I mean, that's why a lot of uh, fighters go there. Like, I wouldn't even be surprised if Nick Diaz goes comes back in 2021 and goes to Bellator. Yeah. Hey, if yeah. he does, you know he's going to get paid. Yeah. You yeah, know exactly. Scott's going to be like, we'll pay you. Yeah. Fight for us. We'll pay you. That's going to be the, I don't know if Rudy's ready to queue up the pyramids. Nick Diaz <laughs> to Bellator 2021. <laughs> Yeah. He, can, he has like no he has like no obligations to the UFC, right? Nick Diaz. People are just assuming yes. he's gonna come back and fight for the UFC. Is that what they're just assuming? Yeah. Like but, uh, he has like no contract, like no one fight left that he never No, I think I think Nick is one of those fighters that it's a a one fight deal. Okay. And that's it. So All right. Assuming, yeah, he's gonna come to the UFC. People probably assuming that he's got a you know a 20 fight contract with them because that's why he hasn't gone anywhere, but no. Yeah. I think his he's got one of those type of deals that all right, I'll just fight whenever I see the money, and if it's the money's right and if the fight's right, then I'll fight. We'll that'd sign be, the contract for a one fight yeah, deal. That'd be a pretty big middle finger to the UFC and Dana White. If, uh, <laughs> be the double <laughs> fingers. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, MVP versus Nick Diaz. Who would want to see Diaz taunting him in the fucking cage? You know. Yeah, that'd be a good fight, man. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I was always, yeah, Nick Diaz, UFC, it's going to happen. But like you said, Scott Croker, I'm pretty sure, you know, his backers could find that money for the Nick Diaz to, to get it one-off. Dude, you know Viacom's loaded. You yeah. Know you know they're going to be like, here's a blank check. Yeah. Offer him something. Because there's a good, bunch of good fights for him, too. Like Rory McDonald, like even him against Lima. Like, geez, man, that'd yeah. be per. I think that's a better... Uh, a thing for Nick Diaz because he's got the sponsors too. He's got like you know the marijuana stuff going on. He's got represent. He's got the, yeah. the Nick Diaz army. Like would love to see him step back in there. And, and I mean that's why the Diaz brothers' uh, careers have kind of been somewhat ruined. Like not necessarily ruined, but just you know we know the situation. It's always money with the UFC, and uh, Nate Diaz is not going to step in there unless it's a a million, two million dollars. Now we know that Nick. Yep. I mean Nate. Nate's the bigger star. Uh, he's worth more. Um, he became, you know, I mean, Nick is the man, though. He always says Nate's always very, very respectful of Nick, you know, putting him on. But uh, Nate's outdone him big time. But uh, Nick can come back and make a million dollars in Bellator for sure. But Nate in uh, bare knuckle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like an option now, right? That's crazy. Like, bare knuckle. That was like, we thought, oh, after UFC, it's Bellator. But now, literally, bare knuckle is an option now for everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, look at, yeah. they got Paige Van Zandt fucking yeah. fighting for them. Yeah, that's unbelievable. That's just too much. <laughs> just when you think Diego's done, he's going to show up on bare knuckle watch. Right? He's, yeah. he'll, probably, he'll probably fight for Dada 5000 and his, uh, uh, backyard boxing bare knuckle yeah, event that yeah. he has that triangle cage. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Holy yeah, shit, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. He's got that triangle cage um, for uh, Data Five Thousand. Um, who's the? He was just on live uh, Facebook. Um, fuck, what's his name? Ah, uh, can't remember. He's a. Uh, 
he's a badass. I, I'll, it'll pop to my head, but um, he's fighting for him uh, here pretty soon in November, I think. Um, so, yeah, it's another option now, man. Bare knuckle. Yeah, but Coker and uh, Nate or Nate or Nick and uh, Nate are good friends with Scott Coker, and you know what I mean. They, oh yeah, they are very good friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah so I, I think, think people uh, you know, really underestimate the Northern California uh, ties mm. like people have. Man, people who grow up out there, up there, and live out there, they're they're all close to each other. So the Strike Force yeah. was a was a giant in San Jose. Um, yeah. You know, so I think yeah, I didn't even think about the the Diaz the Coltar. I'd be kind of cool to see. Yep, hey. a secret deal behind the scenes. Scott and Nick, Rory McDonald against Nick. Start off 2021. I book it, right? Some 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 fights you got to wait for the crowd to be in attendance, right? <laughs> hey, they just allowed a dude in uh, fucking Miami, Florida. I think they just, oh, yeah, the governor. Yeah, yeah. Florida just said, screw it. Everybody's open. <laughs> yeah. They, they approved the Miami Dolphin Stadium for just full capacity. So, fuck it. Uh, yeah. Somebody fighting down there soon. <laughs> that's insane how how out of all the places you're gonna put florida to be at a at hundred percent like dude come that on. just means uh dana white is gonna be there soon and the ufc will be there i mean i it's it's gonna happen they've already done the jacksonville thing yeah. uh the apex they're saving a lot of money there because that's like their own facility and it's going to be a fully up op- a thing with the hotel, you know, a bubble type deal. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if uh, UFC Miami happens and it's fucking Tony Ferguson against somebody, you know what I mean? Fighting down there. Or, or, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah of, uh, arena Michael, there. Michael Chandler and Tony Ferguson or there's, yeah, we'll get to that in a minute after we uh, talk about the UFC card. Cause yeah, the lightweight division of the UFC is pretty damn interesting right now with Khabib mm-hmm. and uh, Gaethje uh, two weeks out. Yep. So yeah, so Bellator two forty eight MVP versus Houston slash Bellator European Tour, whatever it's called. <laughs> um, yeah, don't forget um, that's going to happen Saturday morning. Um, you'll be able to watch uh, those fights as well before, uh, like a like a like a taste of fights before the UFC. Um, also around that time. KSW 55 is happening as well. Um, Scott Ask, Askham versus Mamed Khalidov. I guess that's how you say it. They're fighting each other again for the uh, KSW Middleweight Championship. I know our boy uh, Emma Glenn is going to be watching that uh, that event, and he's going to be tweeting out the, the results and whatnot. Um, but he's been... Also, he's been doing a lot of the Zoom interviews with a lot of the fighters for this uh, Paris event, too. I forgot to mention that for Bellator. So head out to our YouTube channel. Um, if you're not subscribed, go subscribe, hit the bell. We are pretty much loading and, and uploading videos almost every day. Um, you know, it's either Zoom interviews, our shows, or, um, you know, I don't know what else the guys are, are uploading, but um, head out to our YouTube channel. Just do a YouTube search, Five Book MMA, and we'll be the first ones that pulls up. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, how many fights are on the KSW card? I think it's like two. Um, there's eight fights, um, so it's not not too bad. Um, so yeah, for sure that's going to be on. I don't know if it's going to be televised. Um, it probably is. Oh, it's on. 
it's on pay-per-view and I think it's going to be on their website. So uh, you'll be able to watch that event as well. Also on Saturday, UFC Fight Night, Moraes versus Sanhagen. That's going to be live on ESPN Plus. Um, it's going to be at UFC Fight Island. Um, but yeah, guys, let's, uh, let's start off with this card, man. Um, it's going to be a 13 fight card. Uh, anybody uh, that catches your eye there, uh, David, on the premiums? Yeah, I mean, uh, we just seen what's the name? I'm surprised uh, Chris Dacus is booked again at heavyweight. Didn't he get knocked out recently? And he's matched up against a killer, uh, Rodrigo Nascimento. That's a banger of a heavyweight fight for sure, right there. Um, I think the second fight or third fight of the night, Omar Morales against Shikadze. That's definitely going to be a fight to not mm. miss. And Omar, Omar Morales uh, is the guy that uh, beat Harvey Park, of course. And uh, mm -hmm. and he had it. He had a, a, a knockout in his uh, UFC debut. Um, he's a beast at lightweight too. He's up and coming. Um, so right off the bat, and then I forgot Tracy Cortez too. She hasn't fought in a while. Uh, Tracy Cortez. Is yep, I can't wait for that fight. 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 My eyes are going to be, you know, watching that fight. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, yeah, I think the UFC had, or hopefully, has uh, big plans in store for Tracy Cortez. I think, kinda, um, I think they see a lot in her. So, but seven and one, lost her first fight, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, Tracy Cortez, man. You know, she's she's a really good fighter. Um, a lot of people don't. Uh, I don't know. I, I get a weird vibe when she's you know, on a card and just people are like, oh, why is she fighting or whatever? But it's like, yeah. oh, she's you're not a true fan and you don't know about her, then, you know, you just don't know about her. But watch her. Yeah. <laughs> She'll put on a performance. Yeah, and she said she doesn't know too much about her opponent because, uh, I mean, I, I mean, she's from uh, the European uh, circuit. What, what did she fight in KSW, didn't she? Mm -hmm. Her opponent, I believe. I think so, Stephanie Egger. Um, let me take a look here real quick. Like Ryzen or something like that. But um, she said she doesn't know much about her. But um, Tracy Cortez, I think off uh, she's been a, a a little bit of a layoff. Thinks she wants to come back, uh, prove that she's a she's a rising star in that division. And um, it's kind of wide open right now too, because the lower part of that uh, division, you know, everybody's trying to earn their keep in the top ten. Uh, we know who sits on top of that, or who's the champion of that division, of course. But yeah, looking forward to see her compete. And but uh, for sure the Omar Morales fight. Don't miss that fight. The third fight of the night. Yeah. So going back with uh, the the opponent for Tracy, this is going to be her debut fight for the UFC. Okay. Yeah, she's fought in uh, yeah. Buddy MMA Clash. I don't know where that's from. Um, she fought for Ryzen, Invicta, um, some Italy regional uh, um, event. So yeah, this is going to be her. Trace is going to welcome her to the UFC. So let's see how that goes. And I think uh, what's the name? Joaquin Buckley, who just fought that uh, fight with the uh, Kevin Holland, where he got knocked out with his mouthpiece flying out. He's fighting on this <laughs> yeah. part too. And that that matchup, the guy he's fighting, he fights the same style. So both those guys are there. Somebody's getting knocked out. It's it's one of those type. The Kevin Holland fight was amazing, but. I think this is a similar type of a, a banger of a matchup. And I think uh, Buckley said that he's going for the kill. He's going for the knockout. We've seen what he looks like. He looks like fucking Mike Tyson. Yeah, right. There. So, yeah. So early on, there and is I'm some kinda, good fights uh, to keep an eye out, though. Yeah. yeah All right, I think, go ahead, um, Alex. No, I think I'm skipping ahead here, but I'm looking ahead of the, the, the main card. 
You guys know that uh, Ben Rothwell has been in the UFC for uh, 10 years? <laughs> Jesus Christ. He made his debut against Cain Velasquez in October 2009, and he hasn't left since, man. Uh, we talked about Czech Congo having a career. Most people want his career, right? I mean, look at, look at Ben Rothwell. Ben Rothwell, man. This guy's a 10-year a ten, a career in the UFC. I mean, like... Who uh, does that? Yeah, man. Ben Rothwell does. <laughs> Well, Diego Sanchez too, but Diego Sanchez he, he too. A, yeah, he had a pack with the devil and was still doing right. Dude, doesn't matter how many fights he loses, yeah. he's still gonna be in the UFC no matter what. It's kind of crazy, man. You kind of see these guys who they, they they've been there forever, man. Like you know, Edson Barboza, two guys who just been who they've always just been around. Um, but yeah, I kind of yeah, Ben Rothwell's been in the UFC since two thousand nine. We need to compile wow. a list of uh, longest uh, careers in the UFC because I know Jim Miller's got to be on that list for sure. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, for sure, right? <laughs> yeah. Even like you get one fight a year, man. I mean, that, that counts as something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One fight a year in the UFC, and you, you can make a good money off of that yeah. and live off of that just one fight. Why not? Yeah. Is Ben Rothwell, I mean, did, I, I kind of I thought he went to Bellator, but no, yeah, definitely a UFC long-tenured guy, though. It's weird, but yeah. He is maybe it could end up in Bellator. You know, I mean, look yeah. at Chet Congo; he's forty-five years old, yeah. KOing people still. So, yeah. Yeah, he, currently he's not even ranked right now either. Um, so this is a his opponent's not ranked either. Marcin Tibera, right? Yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, at the current yeah. At one 15. point, yeah, Tibera one at one point was near the top. You know, at heavyweight, he had a he had a run. I remember he was training at mm-hmm. Jackson Wink. Years yep. ago, I'd seen him in there once or twice, but um, yeah, going through Ben Rothwell is never an easy fight, man. So, uh, if you want my prediction for the fight, I, I think Ben Rothwell gets it done. Tibera is tough though; he's a fucking be, he's a beast in there too. Yeah, but um, Ben Rothwell continues the fight and probably longer than Diego Sanchez. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's fought all the best too. I mean, he fought the Reams, the Dos Santos, the Josh Barnett. I mean, you name them: Gonzaga, Brendan yeah. Shaw, Mark Hunt. He fought them all. So yeah. that's amazing. And like you said, Alex, he made his debut against uh, Kane Velasquez. Which what what the fuck is going on with Kane? I mean, is he still wrestling professionally? Uh, well, he was under contract for them. Uh, and then he got like back in April or May when they had those, like a big like a bunch of layoffs for WWE. Uh, right. His name his name was on there, and people like, yeah. he was he was under contract with them, and they cut him. So I think last I heard he was gonna have some knee surgery and then kind of slowly go back in the ring. But I haven't heard anything from him at all. I mean, he's even kind of quiet on social media too. I haven't really seen him post too much. Um, yeah, man. I can't remember anyways, at least it's like this sporadically where he doesn't really post that much. But last I heard, he was going to try and go all in for the the wrestling career. Same here. I thought he was going to be, you know, full on, full time and, and retire with uh, wrestling. Yeah, I think his but... body is a little messed up still. I think he wants to do that. I think he wants to be like 100, 100% before he, he jumps in there. If he comes back 100%, go to bare knuckle. <laughs> Everybody remember go bare knuckle, bare knuckle. Go to bare knuckle. Don't go, don't come back to the UFC. By the time you walk down that ramp and climb those stairs, those steps, you're gonna put your back. 
<laughs> yeah, and anybody we think is going out or on their way out, we're just going to just automatically put them to bare knuckle. Bare knuckle. Yeah. Bare knuckle. <laughs> They'll show up. They can start the, 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 the bare knuckle promotion I work for, which is Valor BK. Come, come. <laughs> just do, slide in my DMs and I'll hook you up to fight for Valor. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, uh, my boss, Ken Shamrock, is actually interviewing uh, Com uh, Combate America CEO um, uh, McLaren, who, Campbell, yeah. yeah, Cameron McLaren, as we all know, was uh, part owner of the UFC. Yeah, one of the original owners. Yeah, one of the original owners with the, of the UFC, so he's actually... Doing him now, if not, the interview must probably already ended. So, um, after our show, go to his uh, YouTube channel, Ken Shamrock, uh, and uh, you'll be able to watch that uh, interview. Also, got to give a shout out to Ken Shamrock. Congratulations, he's entering the Impact Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Yep. Be able to get the, I think The Rock is going to say something about them working together back in the WWF. So, uh, congratulations to Ken Shamrock, who had just an equally storied professional wrestling career as he did. Uh, uh, mixed martial arts. So, congrats to Ken Shamrock, your boss. Yeah, man. If y'all haven't seen him lately, fuck, dude. He is jacked, jacked. to the gills. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. <laughs> uh, so, going back to the card. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, speaking of KSW2, the, the Marcus Perez, uh, Dreykus Duplacis fight, that's a banger matchup, too. I know uh, Ross and Emmett are all over uh, Duplacis. He's a KSW champion, I thought, previously. I but think it's so. It's a middleweight fight. And uh, yeah, Marcus Perez is a monster, too. So that's placed on the card pretty damn good. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. fourth down from the top. So I think from that, that fight on up, um, we got some pretty good entertainment followed, you know, of course, by the Ben Rothwell. Um, uh, Makwan Amir Khani has low-key kind of rose the rankings fighting a veteran, uh, Edson Barboza. So that fight is, I mean, if, if um, Amir Khani is going to uh, really make his mark, a win over Edson Barboza really has put anybody in great position of the past in the UFC. You know what I mean? That's kind of where Barboza, he's at now. Barboza is yeah. kind of like the measuring stick for everybody now, huh? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's been that way in, in 55. I mean, of course, he's featherweight now, but yeah. at 55, if you were going to become the champ or become somebody, you had to go through him. And, you know, Justin Gaethje did it. You know, look where he's at now. So, yeah, yeah. crazy. Mm -hmm. yeah. The, the, what they call him the gatekeepers, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he became a gatekeeper in two divisions fast. And he's been <laughs> he around did. forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, well, let's, uh, let's give our predictions. Um, um, you want to do the predictions for the premiums or just go straight to the main card? Um, got 15 minutes. Yeah, we could do the main card. That's fine. All right. So starting off the card, we have uh, Yosef Salal versus uh, Leah Tapuria. Hmm. I'm going to go with Yosef. Um, KO in the second round. I'll go with uh, Yosef. As well, no, no specifics, but I'll go with Yosef. Ten and two. Uh, his opponent is eight no though, but I'll go with Yosef. Yeah, I, I like his style. Um, he, of course, he was previously an LFA guy, and I've been keeping a close mm. eye on these LFA guys coming in. And I think he, his last fight was just like a last-minute fight against uh, Peter Barrett. I think it was a two days notice or one day. 
he didn't look his best, but it's a you know a two day notice fight. It was like a COVID situation, uh, but he's he's ready to go here. Yusuf Zalal's a beast, man. Yeah, I think he'll mm-hmm. uh, it'll be an exciting fight, but definitely takes the win. Um, up next, Tom Aspinall versus Alan Bod. I don't know how you say that last name. Badot Bado. I believe that's how I say it. you dot. No, I'm just kidding. Be all Louisiana over here. <laughs> um, I don't know these guys. Hey, I really they don't I'll know. be in Louisiana in two days. Hey, right. Um, yeah, they're. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just gonna pick Tom. I'm gonna go with Tom too. This is this gonna be a second fight in the UFC? Both of them are from uh, Europe. So Tom's from England and uh, Alan's from France, I think it says. So. But I think uh, for Alan, it's his UFC debut. And for Tom, this is going to be his second go around. That's always a good advantage to have against your opponent. Yeah, it's a heavyweight fight. So anything can go. It's a 50 50 shot, basically, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with the new guy. Go with the new guy. Yeah. Let's go. Hopefully. And I like it. Like you said, too, this, this, the Black this... Samurai. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool nickname, right? <laughs> Damn it. Well, I'm going to go with Alan now. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Just because of his nickname. I'm going to go with Alan now. <laughs> yeah, and I think if they have uh, Joe Martinez announcing, it'll sound good, that nickname yeah. coming. You know what I mean? Because I always like his style, man. Yup, yup. All right. Next up. Marcus Perez versus Dreykus Dupelesis. Um, I know our, uh, part of our team is going for the uh, for Dreykus. So is it Dreykus or Dreykus or what is it? I believe it's Dreykus. Yeah. Dreykus. Okay. Um, Marcus Perez. I mean, he's a good good fighter. Um, I've watched a couple of his fights. So, um, but I'm gonna go with what uh, our boys out there um, on the other side of the pond. I'm going to go with Dreykus for this fight. Same here. Because they, they've been putting a lot of hype on this guy, so I'm going to jump on that train and, and see what's up. I agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with him too. I'm curious to see what he does in his debut. Um, I think Marcus Perez is like an American top team guy, so he trains with some some elite killers. Um, he's he's the, uh, the underdog. Uh, uh, Duplacis is a favorite at minus 145. He's on a two-fight winning streak. Uh, Perez is a win-loss, win-loss, his last couple bouts. So um, he's kind of shaky. I think Duplessis is going to come out and shine. And he's placed on the card that high up for a reason. So I think he's got to deliver and curious to see how he does. It's a, it's a big matchup for him. Yes, sir. Um, I know we just talked about this fight, but we got to do our predictions. Ben Rothwell versus Marcin Tibria. Whoo, man. Another fight that we just don't know who's going to get knocked out. Yeah, pretty much right. <laughs> because these guys, both these guys, man, they love to stand and bang. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, fuck, man. I mean, Ben Rothwell's been in with the organization for a thousand years. Um, Marcin, I mean, he's just a beast. So, fuck. I don't know, man. Coin, toss a coin. Toss the toss the coin, right? I'm gonna see. Yeah. I don't know if I have a coin here, but I'll go with uh, I'll go with Rothwell. Ah, man. Yeah, I think both guys got a uh, some submission skills too, so don't be shocked if somebody yeah. gets subbed out. Rothwell's been dangerous yeah. doing that, and 
uh, Tibera, if he's able to get the fight to the ground, he, he's very capable too. So that's where I'm kind of, I don't know. I, I, I want to slide, slide to Tibera's side. I mean, it may be a, a tough, hard-fought decision, but I wouldn't be shocked if Rothwell chokes him out early. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Marcin. Sorry, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against you, but... <laughs> I'd say a Rothwell, uh, what do you call it? What, one, one of those type predictions, Rob, we got a, a name for it. Uh, the, the time, the submission, the... Oh, uh, yeah, like that guy. So, yeah. <laughs> ben so. Rothwell, submission left by anaconda choke uh, on on the second round at the 345 second mark (laughs) imagine if that comes to fruition (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm gonna throw it out there overhand right rothwell hurts him gets pushed against the fence afterwards Uh, tibera tries to recover then gets guillotine choked out at a a standing three minutes and 29 seconds of the first round (laughs) Jesus. That's, if that happens, <laughs> oh crap. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's going to oh, happen man. fast, too. It's going to be a, a one wild first minute of the first round, and then that's going to happen. Remember, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, Mark says that that's rude, Robert. Big Ben. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mark, but I'm picking the young guy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, damn! Rothwell is the favorite, though. So overall, Rothwell's a light favorite. So yeah, the part we're going over the experience stuff like that. The guy's been around forever. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like a minus one ninety-five, so he's like a moderate favorite. So, but um, yeah, it's it's a good matchup though. Uh, Thirty-eight years old, Ben Rothwell. Yeah, it's it's never easy to get a win over Ben Rothwell. So, like I said, yeah. three twenty-nine, standing guillotine. <laughs> first round professional <laughs> fighter right there man crazy yeah. yeah for sure and if you're and if anybody out there likes to place bets head up to our website and you'll be able to place your bets on there as well um or you can check out the live ticker on our on one of our tabs and it shows the uh um the up-to-date uh betting odds for mma and for boxing just throwing that out there uh, next up, Coming, we have Edson Barbosa. Uh, versus, damn, my allergies are getting to me. Um, versus Amir Khani. Um, I'm going to pick Amir Khani for this fight just because, you know, um, like we talked about earlier today, I mean, Edson Barbosa is the uh, gatekeeper. Um, I mean, we can't count him out because, you know, he's still a dangerous fighter. Um, but, you know, fighting a featherweight, I, I, I still predict that Amir Khani is going to be able to just, uh, win this fight either by decision. Uh, Barbosa hasn't won in a while, I think. Right. So he's kind of desperate for a win. I think I'll go with Barbosa just to kind of, let's see if he can come out the kicks. I don't think he's ever lost this many fights in a row before. So, um, I'll go with Barbosa. Yeah, he, I honestly, I don't like Barboza at 45 at all. Um, yeah. Uh, Mir Khani, this is his, that's it's a weight class for him. Um, he's mm-hmm. got skills on the ground too. If he's able to hurt Barboza and put the pressure and take him down, I think his last win, like an anaconda choke, like a wicked nice submission. And uh, <laughs> I think on the feet, Barboza, we haven't seen the Barboza kicks in a while. 
We haven't seen the dynamic striker that Barboza, you know what I mean? He's fought the best. Like, he can't take nothing away from the guy. Yeah. But um, overall, I just do not like him at 145. At 55, he started to get beat uh, against the best, of course. But right here, this is a fight for Amir Khani to rise up and uh, and take out a, a veteran, man. And I don't know, Barboza, maybe at some point later in his career, this is going to be – if he loses, it's four losses in a row. Yeah. Easy four losses in a row for anybody in UFC, it means you're – Got Coker's calling you up. You know what I mean? But, um, <laughs> but I don't you get know that text. Barboza, yeah. So I don't know if Barboza is that type of dude. Like Dana might just have that soft spot in his heart for, you know, he does for a lot of guys. And it might, Barboza might be one of them. But uh, if he loses, maybe go back to 55. But geez, his the 145 Barboza, I, I, that's why he's lost three in a row. At 55, he's definitely – that's his weight class. He probably weighs 180 pounds going into his fight. Oh, yeah, that's probably. Yeah, so I'm big. looking at, at the rankings. Big. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the rankings for the featherweight division. Um, Edson's number 14. Amir Khan is not even ranked. Yeah. He wants so to take that if, slot, if, if, if I'm, yeah, yeah, if Amir Khan wins, he'll he's gonna get bumped up to the <clears throat> to the fifteen top fifteen slot right there, man. It's like we said earlier, it's yeah. literally a, a gatekeeper uh, fight. It's like okay, you want to enter the top fifteen, you gotta pat, you got you want to become ranked, you gotta go through Edson Barbosa. You want to be contender, you gotta go through Edson Barbosa. So, um, yeah, so that's where that's where he's at now. Apparently, the the wood chipper, Edson Barbosa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chipper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, but I'm looking at the topology. Like, I guess it's what's the world ranking? So it's probably Bellator included. Uh, Barboza's 21. 21. Connie's um, 19. Uh, Connie's 19. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's pretty uh pretty impressive, man. For Amirkani to be um at 19. I mean, it's only two slots above for a uh, yeah, of uh, Edson. So, I mean, it's going to be a good bout, man. It's going to be a good fight. I like and it. I got Amir Connie. Yeah, I got him uh, uh, by decision, split decision. Barboza will fight his ass off like he always does. But Mr. Finland gets a good quality win against the wood chipper. Yep. <laughs> now with the main event, Marlon Moraes versus Corey Sanhagen. I'm going for Marlon, man. Same here. Marlon is just on a tear, and uh, I, I, I'm just gonna have to pick uh, Marlon Mordais, man. I think they, I think they also have one common opponent, which is Alderman Sterling, and we all know what uh, Mordais did to Sterling. Uh, yeah. I think uh, um, his opponent's coming off a loss to Sterling, so I mean, Mordais is. I think people just kind of tend to forget about him a little bit, but um, like David, you said, man, like. Some some guys just because you lose the best doesn't mean you're you're not good. So Marais' last loss was the Henry Cejudo. That's not that's not that's not a knock on anybody. So um, yeah, I think Marais is a dangerous fighter. It's the cringe. That's not saying much. (laughs) His last cringe level. The cringe goat. But um, cringe goat. But this fight, we know what it is, uh, what it's for, this fight overall, right? It's uh, to earn the right to fight the winner of Peter Yan and Aljamain Sterling. And they need to book that fight. It's not official. Like, Aljamain Sterling has been ducked and dodged for the fucking title shot for I don't know how long. He's earned it. 
Yeah, I mean, we know uh, Marlon Moraes like beat, they fucking nearly killed him in the fight. Yeah. That was a long time ago, but Aljo's yeah. came back and looked different every time and looked that much better. Um, I, that man deserves the title shot. I, I want to see him compete against Peter Jan. Uh, but Sanhagen, Aljamain Sterling just totally wrecked him and made it look easy. And um, I think Marlon Moraes comes out of this with the win. Uh, Corey Sanhagen's a tough rising dude. Uh, but he's facing Marlon Marais, and Marlon Marais wants to get back to uh, either fighting Peter Jan or a rematch with uh, Aljo for the belt in 2021. So definitely Marlon Marais, and I think he stops him too by in under three rounds. Oh, for sure. I, I hope Marais does win impressively because he deserves a title shot. Easy. He deserves to go up there and fight Peter Jan and just destroy him and be the new champ. See, and Dana White said in a because there was so many consecutive um, uh, post fight conferences where media members had asked him, so is Aljamain Sterling uh, getting the title shot? And he never clearly said, yeah, yes, or so, or I don't book fights the same night or whatever. But uh, recently, I forgot which card it was, he said, definitely Aljo's getting the shot. So book that fight, man. Peter Jan's yeah. a beast. Nobody's beat him yet. But I mm-hmm. think if anybody's going to give him a, a, good, a good run for that title, it's Aljo, man. He, he earned it. He deserved it. So, And uh, this fight, the winner here uh, is the next man up. Yes, sir. Well, guys, we made it to the last uh, minute of the show. Um, we gave our predictions for the, the events that are coming up. Um, I know Fight TV's got some other events that, uh, you know, that they're just stacked on events that's happening um, tomorrow and up to Sunday night. So a lot to watch. I mean, there's just so much to watch this weekend. Um, any uh, announcements or anything like that, David, that you want to say real quick? Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier too, the fight. or he, uh, Dustin Poirier won the Conor McGregor sweepstakes. <laughs> Kind of McGregor shoots deep. Yeah. Hey, kudos to you, man. Dustin Poirier. Also, uh, respect to McGregor for uh, letting all of his negotiations out there on the social media, putting the Dana White in the hot seat. I like that. Right. Yeah. I think he said straight up, he's like, "Hey, Dustin, I want to fight you, but they're telling me it has to be this year, you know, or like <laughs> when he leaked the uh, when he wanted to fight Diego." So I kind of, uh, it's you know, we we always feel Dana White has so much power over the fighters, so it's kind of nice to see the tables turn every once in a while. So respect. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and, and it's kind of uh yeah well Dana and Connor are like I'll always say they're the biggest stars in the UFC. They remain so. Uh, Connor, we know Connor just Connor gets what he wants from Dana. That it's all about the money. Uh, Dana knows uh, Connor's a cash cow still, even though he's never defended a title. But uh, he's the big draw. <laughs> uh, but he, I guess he feels that Dustin Poirier is a, is a fight for him to win, an easy win. But Dustin's looks so good, man. And um, I'm just curious oh. to see how that fight will play out. You know what I mean? Because they fought at 45 before, and uh, Dustin's uh, you know been the interim champ. Uh, he's fought the best competed you know definitely a lot better than connor did against khabib so and uh we'll see what happens i think um a lot's riding uh two weeks from now when gaethje fights khabib and then uh who knows fucking it could be connor against khabib again i mean just some crazy shit could go down so and you never know man that's and then we got uh tony ferguson michael chandler talking shit to each other uh i think that's a fight that needs to happen so 
the 55 division has always been my favorite. It's uh, it's the most competitive division, the toughest division. And, um, yeah, they got to get some fights booked. Uh, Connor Poirier, I like it. Definitely love the fight. Uh, get it going. Uh, definitely get Tony Ferguson a fight, goddammit. <laughs> he deserves a fight, damn it. I know yeah. you're listening to UFC. I know it. Because every, every time we do some kind of matchmaking, what happens the next day? They book those fucking fights. Yeah. Exactly. So if, uh, <laughs> no if, McGregor and, uh, if uh, Poirier McGregor is the smoke screen to line up Connor and Khabib, yeah, I get, or George St. Pierre, right? Isn't St. Pierre saying he's possibly going to come back too? So, yeah. Well, didn't they say that he's kind of scared of uh, uh, what's his face? Um, Khabib? Khabib? Uh, George is the real life Frank Dukes. He ain't afraid of nobody. Uh, Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he said uh, he had some high praise for uh, Adesanya recently. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't anything like like not like fighting him, but he just said he's like an entertainer. He's doing what he needs to do. So, but I think yeah, GSP always comes out every once in a while. He's kind of like that guy, the the, the the wise man at the top of the hill, right? Come down, he'll say something, and then go back up to his uh, yep. <laughs> go back up to Canada, and then disappear for a little bit, and then come back down and say something. Yeah. yeah. Talk about his aliens. <laughs> yeah, and he's like the French uh, commentator too. So the UFC is keeping him close to close to the fight game. It's like, yeah, well, George, how does a uh, five million sound against uh, yeah. Khabib in the Cowboy Stadium or fucking the yeah. Dolphin Stadium, full capacity, right? Yeah, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and if you get COVID, we'll take care of you. <laughs> yeah. And and another fight where there's a lot of shit talking and it's getting pretty bad. Uh, John Jones and Adesanya, fucking get that, get those guys a the match. They have to sign. They got to get this fight right now. There's no mm -hmm. clear cut guy at middleweight. Uh, Costa was the ultimate killer and got just totally destroyed. So I don't want to see Izzy fight anybody except John Jones at this point. Yeah, yeah, totally agree, man. I already marked everybody else, so there's nobody <laughs> else. In line. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, and hate, hate him or love him. I mean, he's a, like a George St. Pierre was saying, Alex mentioned, uh, George said that uh, Adesanya were in the entertainment business and he's definitely an entertaining guy and the shit that he does, people might want, might be offended and triggered and talk shit, but the guy is a fucking killer, man. And uh, him and Johnny Bones, Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Dude, that would be fucking badass if that happens. The world's yeah. back to normal Super Bowl weekend, right? <laughs> right. That'd be great. Yeah. They probably do a, a virtual type fight on Xbox. Yeah, it'll end up being yeah. some bullshit. Yeah. Right. right. Well, hopefully not, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right on. Well, guys, uh, it was a badass show. Um, thanks again, Alex, for joining us. Thank um, Thank I think uh, it seems like you're going to probably be a on our show for a while until you start your podcast whenever that keep happens keep, keep inviting me i'll keep showing up just right on hey, <laughs> david it's, it's thanks so new, much again man yeah it's the <laughs> new <laughs> world order he's wearing the shirt uh, yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly yeah man it's a different it's a wolf pack now it's no longer the horseman it's the wolf pack, it's the wolf it's the wolf pack. There there you go. Go. we'll just go from there <laughs> until arlo decides to come back then we'll, we'll, for right now from tonight and on we are the wolf pack wolf pack i, yeah. I dig it, I, dig it. I, of MMA. <laughs> I appreciate it thank you guys that's always a pleasure yep.
Right on. David, thank you so much again. And uh, Rudy, I know he was uh, quiet tonight, but uh, thanks again for uh, producing uh, the show. I mean, you do a fucking awesome job, even on Mondays with our other guys, um, with Tommy D and Tyler King. Don't forget, Pride Rules MMA, their show, Monday night, they will be recapping the UFC event, um, so don't miss out. And I believe we might have another fight companion coming up this weekend. I'm not too sure yet. Um, but if we do, I will announce it. Uh, we'll be posting it on uh, social media. So that way, if you guys want to join anybody out there, um, that's the whole reason why we do these uh, fight companions for anybody that wants to come on and talk some shit and, you know, watch some fights. That's the, you know, the spot to, to hang out with us. Um, and plus, we get to know our, our fans and who you are. So, I mean, if you guys have questions, just ask away. We'll answer. Um, shout out to Amanda Borg again tomorrow. She will be making her Adam, Adam Wright debut. Um, she is sponsored by Fight Book MMA. Um, it's going to be live on UFC Fight Pass. Um, uh, who else? Uh, HKA USA, uh, Brave. Cage Steel, one, one championship, everybody that supports us and all the fans, thank you so much. And David, close out the show, brother. Yep, you know how we do it. Uh, officially now, not the four horsemen of combat sports, the wolf pack. We here, we live. <laughs> if you want the latest combat sports news, you know where to find us, fightbookmma.com. Follow us on all social media, YouTube, like, subscribe. And until the next time, boys. Thank <laughs> you.
Thank you.